It is She Talk Live here on Free Talk Live. Wednesday nights, of course, is apparently going forward, going to be ladies' night. We need to get a voiceover that actually says that, though. Instead of having him say Free Talk Live, just have him say She, she Talk, Talk Live. Live. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. Angie. And Bonnie. And, man, there are some weird stories out there today. Now, I don't follow the news that closely, especially on Wednesdays, as we talked about. I, I just left my other job and pretty much came straight here, ate, and then had to do a show, or got to do a show, rather. But from what I've heard so far, it's just from Chick-fil-A sauces being blamed on Joe Biden to some of this other stuff that uh, you guys have brought in, it's, it's a strange news day. And I think that's good. I think it's going to be a fun episode. Starting with this one of this, this guy who took a girl out on a Tinder date. Now, for those who don't know, Tinder is a dating app. It's... It's really a hookup app. I didn't know very many people actually went on dates through Tinder, but evidently they do. I had a boyfriend I met on Tinder. And at some point, the dude decided it would be a great idea to describe himself as a Dogecoin millionaire. At which point, I'm not sure exactly how this all went down, but Bonnie, you have the story and I want to hear it. Okay, a lot of our listeners will think it's interesting to hear that this is coming out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, because it seems like a lot of our listeners are from New Mexico. Well, there's a lot of crazy people out there in the desert, for sure. <laughs> well, that goes for Utah, too. Um, Jennifer Garcia, a 25-year-old woman, allegedly forced a 21-year-old Tinder date to ejaculate inside of her vaginal cavity in hopes of conceiving. Can we say that on the radio? We just did, so oh. I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> a Tinder date that started but as no, a... You, you, can, you can talk about these things as long as you use medical terms and you're mm. not being crass about it. Okay, yeah. It's all about trying not to appeal to the lowest common denominator, and that was just a medically accurate way of describing it. It's a very weird way to put it. I feel like I've never heard it that way. A Tinder date that started as a simple hookup ended up as a sperm robbery after... (laughs) after, I I know I shouldn't laugh because this is actual rape, It is bad. It is bad. It's just... They shouldn't say sperm robbery. It's going to make people laugh. Yeah, that's that's a poor choice of words from whoever wrote this article. After Okay, so it, it ended up as a sperm robbery after Tomas Martinez, a Dogecoin millionaire, showed Garcia his cryptocurrency wallet after engaging Ugh. in sexual intercourse. What kind of like, you know... He wanted a second date, and he thought the best way to secure that would be to show her how... why If he's a millionaire, a Dogecoin millionaire, he's not going to be one long if he's carrying around all of those funds on a mobile wallet. That's stupid. Why didn't he put some of that in a cold storage or something like that? Because he's excited about it and he wants to show it off to his Tinder date. Well, that that seems to have been a poor decision on well, his part. He has a Dogecoin millionaire. That might mean he knows nothing about cryptocurrency and he just bought Dogecoin a while ago with his friends or something. Very good point. Um, it says Gar- Garcia then convinced Martinez to have unprotected sex with her, stating that the condom... I'm sure that took a lot of convincing. I know, convinced. <laughs> Stating that the condom was irritating her skin, she told him to pull out if he is scared of getting her pregnant. And then this is in a quote. I think she knows that I was going to pull out any second because she told me to slow down and then reached for a pistol under her mattress, pointed it at or to my head and told me to, uh, I don't think I can say that word, inside her like God intended. God. Whoa. Oh my goodness. So she's crazy in multiple ways. Like God intended. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Tomas said he thought that she was joking until she showed 
that the gun was loaded showed him, okay, this is almost starting to sound really unbelievable because I mean yeah, like – if somebody puts a gun to your head and gives you a command, you don't generally think, laugh it off, right? And show let me show you really fast that it's loaded, then, then that gives you an opportunity to grab it. Also, like how are you having sex and grabbing something under your mattress? But I don't know. It says, she told him she wants his baby and called him Dogecoin Poppy. This is just sounding like a joke. <laughs> okay. Well, who, who wrote this? Is this The Onion? No, it's N-E-A. Globalnea.com. I don't, I don't know, I don't know anything is. about them, but I, I don't think this, I don't think we're going to find that they're a reputable website based on some of this. Okay, I feel a little bad for bringing, having this article. No, because, it's fine. It's still funny. <laughs> it says, the top has like um, a menu. It says, news home celebs. So it might be, you know, like one of those global inquirer magazines, but okay. It's not sorry. Her Dogecoin poppy is what she <laughs> called him. Yep. Referred to him as Dogecoin poppy. Is what that, terror? Is that, you know, common vernacular in the Southwest? I have to, no idea. To use poppy instead of... Oh, well, of... that not, not necessarily wouldn't be. I mean, that okay, that might be. I mean, like, if I'm talking about, like, being in San Antonio, I know, you know, lots Saying of sexually instead... active guys. Yeah. I know lots of gay guys. It's not like an un- uncommon thing. Poppy? It's just funny that they would say Dogecoin poppy. Well, in Spanish, like, daddy is poppy. Okay. So it wouldn't be like completely un- impossible. It wouldn't be completely impossible, but it's just, well, like during this type of a situation, is that really going to happen? I don't know. I I don't know that any of this would ever actually happen. <laughs> uh, the guy would have to be pretty stupid in the first place to show a random Tinder date how much money he has. <laughs> Even if it was just regular money, you wouldn't do that, right? No, that's stupid. That's a good way to get robbed. I mean, she's likely got friends who have crowbars and stuff like that. All the all the IT security and passwords in the world won't protect you from a $4 wrench from the Home Depot. <laughs> okay, well, a terrified to- Tomas said he was so scared that it took him 10 minutes to ejaculate with the gun on his head. I went that to- part's believable. <laughs> I don't know that I could have done that Yeah, <laughs> with a gun to my head. I'd have been like, nope, I'm all set. I, I don't know either. I went to the police station right away after she let me go, hoping they'll at least make me or make her take a plan B or something. They held her for the night in custody, and I think their most significant concern was the gun, and apparently they dropped all charges because I was the one at her place. Whether she's pregnant or, or not at this point, nobody knows at the moment. Tomas is hoping he will find a way of dodging the bullet if she had fallen pregnant on that day. I would say if this is all true... Then if she ends up pregnant, he doesn't need to have any responsibility. Yeah, he decided to have sex to begin with. Well, but, yeah, but she put a gun to his head yeah. and like tried to make him, him get her pregnant. So That was the entire story. <laughs> Strange world out there. But I mean, it's, it's good as a moral story, uh, whether it's true or not. Don't go out on Tinder dates and then brag about how much money you have. That's stupid. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to do this in any setting you don't want to just run around talking about how much money you have because you can't trust everyone and eventually someone's going to decide that they want it more than you Hmm. maybe she found her jackpot she was like this is my millionaire my poppy (laughs) and you know she's going to take care of her and her little baby or maybe she's just going to have a baby and not have any dad to help her with it because honestly if i was new mexico i wouldn't rule like you have to help with this baby i don't know i don't know what the state of new mexico would do 
Mm, it's very interesting. But I know a lot of states. I mean, he filed a police report, right? So he's on the record at least as saying that he didn't want to do this. And presumably the police found the gun and were concerned about it or whatever. So presumably his story is legally believable. But what will it matter if the girl says, no, that never happened. He chose to do that. And I asked him not to, you know. Oh, yeah, true. His word against his word against hers. And then who do you believe? Yeah. And most states, I, I believe, would make him take responsibility for the baby. But I mean, she also that's one of the benefits of cryptocurrency is that, you know, if you are ordered by the court to take care of this baby, they know how much USD you have because you have it in bank accounts and stuff like that. But with cryptocurrency, unless you divulge that information, they don't know what wallet belongs to who. So they, the the courts in New Mexico would have no way of knowing how much Dogecoin he actually has. Unless he told them, which he's he's stupid, so he might very well do exactly that. Yeah, um, that's true. This NEA magazine apparently knows he's a millionaire, so and it doesn't seem like well, she they know he claims that. to be. Yeah, so he might have claimed it to them. That would be additionally stupid on his part because it dropped his full name. I mean, <laughs> but people are stupid. I've heard of dumber things than that. But generally, you don't want to. Go bragging to your random Tinder date about how much money you have. It's not going to end well. She's probably got friends, and they probably have enough money to buy a crowbar or something like that. What are your thoughts? Do you find this story even remotely believable? 603-283-6160-283-613. What am I doing? It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. That's the call-in line. You can call in, take control of the airwaves, and talk about whatever is on your mind. 603-283-6160. Unfortunately, we don't have any updates uh, about Ian, but the last I was told from my attorney you know, that it looks promising. And nice. I don't know how long this process will really take. I know that the prosecutors had until noon uh, tomorrow to mm-hmm. give their their terms and conditions or whatever. And Ian's attorney hadn't at the same time to submit his own. But uh, presumably they're discussing, they're coming to an agreement. And my biggest concern is, you know, how long will it actually take for all of the paperwork to get done for Ian to put up the property they wanted or whatever it seems like that would take more than a day or two, but I don't know. Like, Even if it takes three weeks, I'll be happy to know that he's getting out and not, you know. Yeah, I, I'm i happy to know that he's almost certainly going to be getting out at this point. Yes. It's an enormous relief to me. And I'm sure you as well, obviously. I'm sure everyone is enormously relieved, in fact. But let's go to the phones. We've got Rob calling from Vermont. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. You know, my opinion is is that they should let Ian and nobody out because they haven't physically harmed anyone. Matter of fact, well, I would obviously involved. agree that they should both be let out, but uh, nobody's issue at this time is his own mouth, unfortunately. Well, I mean, there were some people. Well, I don't even call them people, but I call them dirt bags over the detention center in Manchester. Those people were granted bail. And they actually physically harmed kids. Oh, yeah, you're right. In Manchester, I mean, not Manchester. Are you, are you talking about the ones in uh, Massachusetts? 
the well, yeah, the, the the ones that were in, all those individuals that were that were granted, you know, some kind of bail. I mean, that's disgusting. It's sick. But yes, they'll go ahead and they'll keep my friend Ian and my friend nobody in jail for something that you know they didn't harm anybody. That's that's not the reason why I called. Paul. The reason why I called was because you know not only is Bonnie my best friend, <laughs> but still, and I ain't calling just to say that, but she's spot right on. There are women that are out there that will go ahead and and they'll marry a man. And then, you know, have three or four kids and then turn around and say, well, geez, I'm not comfortable with this marriage. But, I, hey, by the way, you know, how are we going to work out with this child support? And, hey, I need to, you know, this place here to, you know, for the children. You'll have to move out. Them kind of things do happen, you know. Uh, or it, if you, let's say you go out on a, on a night in a town where, Go have a couple of drinks at a local bar, and then maybe you might meet somebody. It might be the gal, and then you know maybe maybe you're going to have a couple of drinks. Maybe those drinks are just orange juice or milk, and then you decide at the end of your you know at the end of the bar that maybe you decide to go over to her place, or maybe she'll go over to your place, and then do the wild thing, and then turn around the next day you rape you could say, because that's how it works in New Hampshire. Testimonial evidence by the victim is not required to be cooperated, which means that any man, woman, or child could stand on the, sit on the stand and say, you raped me. Say, you raped me. That's how it works in New Hampshire. Wow, I never heard that. I have never hey, heard Bonnie. that either. Uh, th- that's certainly a larger issue that's, you know, going on with society today. I mean, the Dave Chappelle did a skit about this, the the love contract or whatever it was called, where people literally were signing contracts about what they were and were not consenting to. And uh, honestly, it's almost uh, prescient when you look back at it, because we, we are approaching that point where I have had people ask me, oh, will you, will you sign this saying that you're consenting to this before? Have you? No, I told them to get the hell out of my house. <laughs> I thought you were going to go, yeah, I did. <laughs> I, well... I consent to the activity. I don't consent to sign your stupid sheet of paper. Good for you. That's true. Like right. they could put anything on it later or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rob, creepy. thank you so much for the call. Tonight. I'm not sure, you know, how many women out there are actually like seeking out rich men in order to marry them and have their children so that they can divorce them. I would, I would speculate that most rich men are probably aware of that behavior and get prenuptial agreements because of it. But, but then you have things like the Dogecoin millionaire who. Dogecoin poppy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that, like, it's not just women that exploit the system. It's men and women that exploit the system. And the real problem is the system. Absolutely. You can't exploit a system that isn't there. So in other news, Bonnie, you found something that's really fascinating uh, from Motherboard.com. Now, Motherboard, I believe, is a tech site, aren't they? Aren't they part of Vice? I could be wrong. Mother- oh, yeah, it says Motherboard Vice, but it, yeah, that, is that their like, tech side or something? I don't know, and I can't Google it to find out. It is Vice, at least. Oh, yeah, it says Tech by Vice. Um, the title is People Aren't Addicted to Wearing Masks, They're Traumatized. And isn't Vice, like, hard left? Yeah. Yes. 
Okay. That's like the first any type of mainstream media thing I've seen that like seems to be almost criticizing the way that the um, lockdowns went last year. Well, hopefully they're criticizing it. Yeah, I haven't read it. Yeah. It says there's a glaring omission from the discussion about why some can't quit pandemic behaviors. The is men- it because they're, the government insists that there is still a pandemic? Right. <laughs> Because that seems like the first place to start. Oh, people can't stop their pandemic behaviors because they're taking their cues from a government that's telling them we're still in a pandemic. Yes. I, I, met a met, I mean, I met a nurse the other day that came in without wearing a mask. And she was saying, like, the, the numbers are dropping. And I was wearing a mask because I was working. And she was just like, the numbers are dropping. I don't need to wear a mask. And she's a nurse. so. Well, the numbers are certainly dropping. But, I mean, they were always going to as more people got COVID and as more people got vaccinated. The Mm -hmm. fact that the restrictions haven't been completely lifted is what blows my mind at this point. Yeah. It's like, what exactly are they waiting on before they let life return to normal? Well, they they don't want to stop it because they have so much more power in jails now. They wouldn't let me do jury duty because I wouldn't wear a mask. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I went went, uh, yesterday, I think it was. What's it? Yeah, the 11th. And uh, the guy was like, well, if you don't want to wear a mask, I can excuse you. And I said, no, I would like to do jury duty. And he said, well, do you have any idea how hard it is to find jurors right now with everything going on? I said, that's why I'm here. You know, and he wouldn't. He said, I can reschedule you. And I said, well, when do you think that will be? And he said, three months. I bet we won't have to wear masks in three months. Three months is so far away. And I mean, we're coming up on summertime here in New Hampshire. Yep. They're out of their minds that they think I'm doing this for us for the full summer. I mean, the mask mandates didn't even go into place here until after the summer of last year, and it wasn't too unbearable outside. But the New Hampshire is no longer in place, right? It's per town? Yes. Keene still has there in place, and God only knows when Keene will get rid of theirs. Ian told me that he heard a rumor that, like, uh, Sununu was saying that soon in businesses in New Hampshire, it will just be a recommendation and not a law or whatever. Or, well, it was never a law, but... As I understand it, he's already let the mask mandate expire. I'm pretty sure that did happen. Yeah. I guess maybe it's just Keene keeping, like, me wearing a mask in my... It it is absolutely the city of Keene. 603-283-6160. We're going to talk about these people traumatized by the pandemic. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. The Terran Federation and the Terran League have been killing each other for decades. Sheltered, wealthy, and light years from the threat, the members of the 500 have no interest in changing that. When Rear Admiral Terrence Murphy is given governorship of a backwater system, a risk-free path to wealth and power is his for the taking. But Murphy is a man of honor, duty, and responsibility. He intends to stop the killing, whatever the cost. Governor by David Weber and Richard Fox from BaneBooks.com. It's Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. There is an issue with the archive from last night. Someone is looking into it for me. Evidently, it never uploaded to the website. Or, I mean, it did upload, but it never actually posted. So I repeated the process today. It completed just fine, but it still isn't available on the site. So someone is looking into that. But you know what? I just realized that's Joe Biden's fault. That's a result of Joe Biden's America. Wait, you're right. Yeah, because that never happened under Trump. It's got to be Joe Biden. I'm taking my cues from Fox News here, which is one of two news websites I'm allowed to look at. 
We're going to talk about that later. Evidently, Chick-fil-A is experiencing some sort of sauce shortage. I don't know because I don't eat hate chicken, and that's what Chick-fil-A is. And uh, someone, at least, is calling it Joe Biden's fault. Texans are so addicted to Chick-fil-A. I told my gay friend, I was just like, you know they give money to like uh, conversion therapy, right? I don't eat there. And he was just like, I don't care how other people spend their money. <laughs> Just like, but you're giving them money to spend. Yeah, he likes I, their food. I care how corporations and businesses are going to spend the money I give them. If they're going to use it on things like conversion therapy, I'd rather know that so I can shop at a business that won't do that. Yeah, it's but just, that's just me. And I've had Chick Fil A before, being from the South. I don't see what the appeal is. Me is, either. Is there any in New Hampshire? Are there any here? There's no. one in Nashua. Oh, yes. Okay. You are correct. And I wouldn't even care to go there because it's not much better than like chicken i can make myself the only thing i'd say that's good is the polynesian sauce which is apparently out it's biden's fault oh yeah he's president yeah but before we get into that we're talking about mask trauma and this story from motherboard which is owned by vice in fact about how people are addicted or not addicted to the mask to the pandemic response they are in fact suffering from trauma yes it says that People aren't addicted to wearing masks. They're traumatized. There's a glaring omission from the discussion about why some can't quit pandemic behaviors, the mental and emotional toll of the last year. Around a month ago, Lauren Albanese went to the mall with her uncle and dad. It was the first time since the pandemic began that the 27-year-old from Staten Island had been around people outside her household. Wow. Well, that's insane. Yeah, that's terrifying. Wow. The first time in a year that she had been in contact with anyone other than those in her household. And it said she just went to the mall, so she didn't go to the grocery store that whole time or anything. That's like psychotic behavior. Yeah, it's no wonder she's traumatized. She's been living in isolation for the last year. That's literally torture, according to the Geneva Convention. Wow. Says as they entered, Albanese froze. All the people around her seemed to move in slow motion. Her dad spoke to her, but she couldn't hear his words. She says, my body completely shut down, triggered by simply being around people. She said, I still feel like I don't have control over myself and how my body reacts after everything that's happened. It's, uh, man, I used to live in a super small town for just five years and then I moved to San Antonio, so I can almost relate. Like, I just felt like I lost social skills after only talking to like 150 people in a town for five years and I moved back, but it it quickly came back, but I kind of can relate, like. There, going from a super small town to a big town, I was just like, wow, how did I forget how to like talk to people? You know, I have a problem going from, not a problem, but I don't enjoy going from here to North Carolina because there's so many more people driving around mm-hmm. and I do not like traffic anymore. I'm like, Mm-mm, this is not for me. I kind of get not anxious, but it's like uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's a fair point. I mean, I used to be comfortable enough to drive through New York City. And now I don't really want to drive down Main Street here in Keene. Right. Main Street in Keene sucks. Yeah, that's true. I, I think it is a, a unique problem to Main Street in Keene. I mean, th- if it's not someone not paying attention, it's a pedestrian who's not paying attention, who's going to walk in front of you. Plus, there's the weird roundabout that has the cut through and then the fire truck going the wrong freaking direction. And oh, my God. It's just not a fun place to be in Keene. I, I do everything I can to avoid driving on Main Street. I hate roundabouts and... 
I love them. <laughs> I hate them. Ever since I saw, you know, how efficient they are, I've never sat in a roundabout nearly the length of time that I've sat at stop signs. No, then, me neither. Then I've just gotten unlucky because I was telling uh, my boss this and also Ian, and both of them are like, no, you're wrong. Roundabouts are more efficient. It's proven they're more efficient. But it to is me, proven. it seems less efficient because people who are yielding in front of me are just not going when they can go. And I'm just like, you need to go. And they don't, aren't going. Yeah, sorry. I just, I hate when people are yielding and they just don't go. Now, have you go. noticed that there are people that are from New Hampshire or from New England or are they people like from Massachusetts or like hmm. where, where do you think they're from? I haven't noticed, but I'm not from here, but I also d- drive pretty dangerously. It took me a moment to learn how to get to use the roundabout because we didn't have them in North Carolina. But once I figured it out, I was like, this is great. This is great. It took me a while to figure it out, too. Now that I figured out, it is better, but I would rather know exactly when my turn is and when, and have the people in front of me know exactly when their turn is. I have never gone to a four-way stop and actually had people go in the correct order. Well, oh. The correct order is, tell me. It's whoever gets there first, or and if you get there at the same time, it's the person on the right. Perfect. Okay, I wanted to make sure. But most people don't know that. They think if they came to a complete stop, then they must, therefore, be the next one to go. Yep. And that's how four-way stops actually function. You came to a complete stop, you're next. That's what everyone who, who drives in the South at these four-way stops <laughs> seems to think. That's what they do. And that's why one of the reasons roundabouts are so much better. You don't have to worry about that. Is the way clear? Am I going to kill someone if I go now? Okay, then I'm going. I feel like people don't do that, though. I don't know. Like, they absolutely do that. It could be just just because, like, I'm always, like, almost late to work. And I'm like, go. You need to go get right out now. Of my way. I gave myself eight minutes to get to work. Maybe it's just a little road rage, Bonnie. Oh, yeah. I have road rage. <laughs> I'm a really bad driver. I shouldn't be talking about this at all. It could be that when you're one of the people who, I came to a complete stop. I must be next. <laughs> <laughs> In which case, you probably wouldn't notice. Well, people... Everyone in Texas says San Antonio drivers are the worst, and that's like, yeah, I could see it. I, I'm probably just the worst. <laughs> um, uh, no, there, there are some drivers from Massachusetts driving around Keene that are by far worse than you, I promise. <laughs> Plus, Keene, no one in Keene is in a hurry to get anywhere. I am. Uh, I know. <laughs> I appreciate that. But you're the only one. Everyone else, they are constantly driving like it's just a Sunday afternoon and they have nowhere to be and nothing important to do. Maybe that's why I like keen driving so much because I'm just driving this Daisy. <laughs> I drive in Eclipse, but I don't speed or anything like that. And I generally am not in a hurry to get somewhere because I always arrive early. So what does it matter if it takes me a few minutes longer? But mm-hmm. it still drives me crazy seeing you know some old person or just some young person take like four and a half minutes to make a right hand turn. Oh because they're driving, they're idling yes, and holding the brakes while they're doing it. It's like, will, will, you, will you go, <laughs> please? <laughs> That's a very nice way of putting it. Will you go, please? <laughs> well, I guess it's only been since I got a job. That is pretty true because it used to just be like, la, 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 driving around Keene. And now I have to, you know, get to work. I'm, I'm always late. Adulting. But anyway, the Mythbusters did do an episode about round, roundabouts versus four-way stops, and it was pretty definitive that roundabouts get more people through faster. I feel like the Myth, Mythbusters is the Joe Rogan of like the early 2000s. Like it's what every man would bring up to like explain something, like to prove their point to me, because that's exactly what uh, my boss did. He said the Mythbusters. And any and too, I think. Yeah, everybody's saying it's proven facts. I don't know. I just don't. I don't see it. It's annoying because you have to wor- worry about people deciding when they can go instead of just seeing a light. You know. 
I don't know. And uh, regarding the Mythbusters, I mean, they they did a really good show that was scientific content that was scientifically valid. Mm. So I think that's why a lot of people point to them. It made science interesting to people. Mm. And so a lot of people watched them until their budget got stupidly expensive because they were blowing up rocket cars and stuff <laughs> like that. And Discovery couldn't pay them to continue doing it anymore. Predictable result is predictable. But I do like roundabouts, I will say. I hate red lights, but I like roundabouts. I, I wish we could replace just every intersection, just put a roundabout there. Oh, my God. They're so <laughs> stressful. Like, seriously, they're... They're not stressful. I, I, they're, they're fun. You just have to know how to use them. Oh, my God. I hate them in neighborhoods. Like, they just stress me out when I see one coming up. The only one that really stresses me out is the one between my house and Swansea that's like the three, three-way roundabout that's way bigger than it needs to be. Next to the post office? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 603-283-6160. What are your thoughts? Roundabouts or four-way stops? 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. You can join the discussion, talk about whatever's on your mind, talk about roundabouts if you want. It's free talk live, whatever's on your mind, really. But the clock is ticking if you want to join us at ForkFest, June the 28th through July the 4th, barely two months away. Uh, no, barely one month away. Yeah, it? that's just like over a month. It's more like six weeks at this point. Yeah, so you better buy your tickets or not your tickets because there are no tickets. All you have to do is reserve your camping site, motel room. Or RV site with Rogers Campground for June the 28th through July the 4th at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. As it stands, I imagine I will still be there. I expect Ian to be released, but I don't expect him to be allowed to go to Forkfest. Time will tell, but I, I think I suspect he's going to be under house arrest based on what the judge was saying. I don't want to speculate, but I agree. Well, I kind of have to plan. Was that speculating anyway? Yeah. Well, it's speculating, sure, because I haven't seen any of the. Well, maybe maybe it will just be like a a GPS, and they just need to know where he is. So if he tells them, "Hey, this is where I'm going to be at this campground," then maybe they'll allow it. Well, during the hearing, the judge seemed to suggest that Ian would be allowed to leave for health reasons, for for work, and for grocery shopping. I think was the Mm. other one. Yeah. Which sounds to me like house arrest more than GPS monitoring. But hey, who who knows? I don't care if he's on bed rest. I will take care of him. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think they can limit him to one particular room <laughs> in his so house. Either, but <laughs> I mean, we'll hopefully find this out soon. They were required to, to submit all of their proposals by noon tomorrow. So hopefully we'll know sooner rather than later. But one way or the other, Free Talk Live will be at ForkFest. Whether it's me, whether it's Ian, or whether it's someone else, we'll be there. you got to come up and see us June the 28th through, through July the 4th. On that subject, I'm getting some new campaign signs made. Where previously my campaign sign said, F the police. My new ones, w- and you know, RF for sheriff. My new ones are omitting the RF for sheriff part. Instead, it just says, Aria Demetso, F the police, F the FBI too. TheCrypto6.com. I like it. I will have those at Forkfest, hopefully. It doesn't take that long to order them and get them. So 
Come check out one of those signs. Let's go to the phones. Though we've got Bobby calling from Florida. Bobby, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, um, we were wondering um, how many places in Keene after the raid can you still buy um, stuff with Bitcoin? And did they take all the ATM machines? You know, and um, is there any other um, like places that will accept Bitcoin in Keene? And also, um, the Matrix chat was um, wondering about. We were worried about Angie and. She don't want to talk about it, but her eye, and we were wondering what happened there. Okay, I'll start with my eye. I have uh, animals, and I was using a muckrake to muck hay with my three-year-old, and so she had her small muckrake, and she asked if we could switch, and this was Saturday evening, and I said, sure. And so I reached down, and I was mucking with her small muckrake, and she reached back with mine, and the corner at the end of my large metal muckrake caught me in the eye, and I, and it's it was really big, big. But anyway, she told me very quickly, it's okay, it's okay. Just breathe, mom. Just breathe. <laughs> and so you know, I I wasn't upset, but it, it did hurt a little bit. But thank you for asking. I was curious about, it, but didn't want to ask in case it was something worse. Yeah, so no, just gonna, well, well, we've we've been picking that when people ask me, I should be like, I can't, can't talk about it. My <laughs> my husband, it's just it's not a good idea. That's awful. <laughs> in regard to the other questions that you asked, Bobby. Uh, they did not take all of the Bitcoin vending machines in Keene. There is at least still two, I believe, the one at Jake's Five Star and the one at Corner News. They were owned by different entities, so they were not taken. I don't know what the status of those entities are. I know the owners of one of them were visited that day by the FBI, but it doesn't appear that they confiscated any of their vending machines. As to what you can still buy with Bitcoin or cryptocurrency here in Keene, well, my hands-on experience with that since the raid is zero, but as I understand it, Local Burger may have stopped taking Bitcoin. It's unclear, and the manager wasn't there the last time I was there because I can still do tech support and help them you know, fix their tech issues because this is a tech issue, mm-hmm. and I have a long history of being a tech person. But the manager wasn't there. I was just dealing with one of the waitresses there, and she didn't know. She hadn't heard anything or been told that they had stopped taking Bitcoin, so presumably the tablet that we they used is just out of commission. Or they decided, irrespective of the raid, I was the only keen resident still going to Local Burger at that point because the rest had been kicked out for doing social Sundays. They're maskless, and they felt unwelcome, so they stopped going. I was the only one willing to put on a mask to go in there to buy food. I'm not sure that if I was a business owner, I would be willing to continue a routinely problematic payment method just for one customer. Right. So I suspect that may also have been at play. But uh, someone just went to the dentist recently and they used cryptocurrency there. I'm not aware of anyone that stopped taking cryptocurrency specifically because of the raid. Neither am I. Everybody that I've went to who I have spent crypto with before the raid is still taking it. And I've heard, um, yeah, about the dentist that um, some, well, actually a co-host went to the dentist and paid with crypto without an issue. So I don't think that there's an issue. I feel like I would definitely have heard about it. I think it definitely would have reached me. I don't know. The only one that may be skittish about continuing to take Bitcoin would be Muhammad at the Indian place. No, he was fine. Okay. Well, I can't spend Bitcoin there. So the last time I was there, I was like, here's some dirty war money. In fact, he <laughs> he went off on like a tangent about your boyfriend is such a good person and this is so wrong. Yeah, he's a, he's an awesome dude. He's I so like nice. him. So hopefully that answered all your questions. I feel like there was at least one more in there. Uh, you, 
but I don't recall exactly what it was because he asked like five in very rapid succession. So hopefully we got to all of those. But we're talking about trauma now and the reality that people like like this person they're describing, she went a full year without contact with without physical contact with anyone not in her household. And her first reaction upon going to the mall was for her body to shut down. I would also argue that if you just spent a year effectively in isolation, maybe start with a smaller venue. Than like, like the gas station. Yeah, the, yeah. Start with something where you won't encounter massive crowds of people. Yeah, the mall can already be like kind of like disorienting. Um, yeah, so it says that she went to the mall and she said, I still feel like I don't have control over myself and how my body reacts after everything that's happened. Albanese, that's the woman's last name, tested positive for COVID-19 three days after her grandmother died on April 8th, 2020. Not a, day go- not a day goes by when I don't think about the events that took place over a year ago. Visual memories flood her mind. The difficulty of picking up her grandmother's ashes due to crematory backlogs. Getting extremely sick. Oh, so there were so many people dying that she had to go, like, it was hard to go get her grandmother's ashes. That really sucks. Um, that does, but I mean, it's not like they're going to expire or... She's know, already dead. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. You may want your family's remains, but I mean, that's kind of macabre in the first place. So I, I, don't, I don't want the remains of my dead relatives. I, have, I don't even have an opinion. Like, do I want to be buried? Do I want to be... I guess I should be thinking more of like my older boyfriend. Do I want him to be buried? Do I want his ashes? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I don't care whether I'm buried or cremated or what, as long as they don't bother to embalm me because that whole industry is just a scam. Hmm. I don't want my head frozen. You won't decompose, right? If they embalm you, you won't decompose? You will, but it's slower. And I, I don't remember the exact essay that I read about it, but it, it's stupid and there's, it's an obsolete industry. The only reason people still do it is because, oh, we've, we've always done it. You can be a mummy. To me, cremation is the way to go. Or it's just, I'm dead. What do I care? Yeah, and they can just burn you with everything inside. Yeah. I, I'm dead. I don't care what you do with my body because I'm dead and don't have any cares. Throw me in a ditch. I don't care. <laughs> That's what I told I'll my kids. Dead. I said, I don't care what you do with me. <laughs> I guess it depends on what like your family or whatever wants to do. In like, New Hampshire, it doesn't, you bury it doesn't your matter body to me what on my, your property? Oh, but you can? You're, yeah, you're allowed to bury your family on your property. That's awesome. In New I Hampshire. like that. Why would it matter what my family wanted? It's my dead body. You're, you're dead. dead. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Too bad. Okay, fair point. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be embarrassed about it anymore. Um, this says, visual memories flood her mind. Oh, yeah, the difficulty of picking up her grandmother's ashes, getting extremely sick herself while trying to grieve, the inability to have a funeral... Her grandma's assisted living facility dumping all of her grandmother's possessions, including her grandfather's ashes, into boxes. Okay, that's not dumping, but I thought she was going to say into the trash, but... No, that sounds like standard procedure. Oh, your grandmother died. Here's her stuff. In yeah, that would make sense. Okay. <laughs> we packed it up for you. So traumatized. Anyway, she when she left the hospital the day after her grandma died, she saw a line of people outside the hospital who weren't permitted permitted to enter. They just wanted to be near the building that housed their loved ones, Albany said. That's sad. They didn't get to go in and see people die. How old is this? How old is this person? It has 27. Oh, 27. Yeah. 27. And the, the worst trauma she's ever experienced was some difficulty picking up her grandmother's ashes. And her belongings. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. 
breaking weather news. Belize is sunny and around 82 degrees every day this week. What's the forecast for your life? If current politics and economic prospects are cramping your freedom, escape to the tropics. ECI Development has affordable second homes for you to own or rent in Belize and other tropical countries. Places with stable governments and growing economies. Secure your freedom now. To find out more, send an email to ftl at ecidevelopment.com. Free Talk Live. It is... It is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Once again, the first number to come to my head was, again, my cell phone number, but I actually managed that time to stop myself without giving out any uh, part of my cell phone. Have you put out part before? I've given all but the last digit before (laughs) I caught myself once, yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) That could have been exciting. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) All hours of the night. The vast majority of people who, like, watch free talk live on the live streams and who would have called it are trolls who don't care much for me or for ian and i would rather they not have my cell phone number good call but with you in the studio tonight it's aria angie and bonnie and we're talking about the trauma uh that the that people have experienced throughout the last year this one the one we're talking about the their example is a bit weak i feel like i can go through more of a a stronger example of myself with trauma from the government lockdowns than this woman. She was saying her grandma died. It took a while to get the ashes because lots of people were dying at the same time. And, and then, I mean, that's unfortunate, but that's not traumatizing. Yeah, everybody's grandma dies. And then they packed up her things. They put them in a, they dumped them in a box. And Sent them to her because her grandmother was dead and they no longer needed her grandmother's they needed stuff the room. at the nursing home. <laughs> I, I don't get it. it. Yeah, they literally said they dumped her grandmother's possessions, including her grandfather's ashes, into boxes. What else are they supposed to ship it in? Well, now they could be together. <laughs> ah, good point. But, you know, on the subject of trauma, I did play Resident Evil 8 or The Village on my day off. And it's it opens it just about opens with this scene of the lights, the power being cut to your house and armed dudes coming in blasting with guns and i was like you know what this is as close to a flashback as i ever want to get i did not care for that at all i can't play scary i mean i don't really play video games very much but if i did i would not play a scary one oh i love scary games i just did not expect to you know be able to relate to a game like that yeah yeah don't don't want to ever watch that particular scene again but that's probably more akin to actual trauma than what this person is talking about. That's all they described for their trauma. And, it, and then the next uh, paragraph, she says, needless to say, or this isn't her, it's the it's motherboard. Needless to say, it hasn't been easy for Albanese to just oh, to adjust back to normal. And as the United States improves its COVID-19 situation with daily case numbers, a fraction of what they were during the January peak largely due to vaccinations, there's been a small but vocal backlash against those who, like Albanese, aren't swiftly shaking off the events or newly or newly acquired safety behaviors of the last year. There have Where been... is this happening? Because all I see sure. here in Keene are people, you know, insisting that Sununu's an idiot for lifting the mask mandate. 
I haven't heard much like discourse since I just kind of stay in this libertarian bubble. But everywhere I go, I see people wearing masks like in the um, what is it called? Home Goods. I've been there twice recently and um, I've noticed that they even play a little ad in in the store that says, like, if you have a medical exemption, you have to wear a mask, which is weird. But everybody else you have to or do have do not have to do not have to. But everybody else is still wearing a mask. I never wear a mask when I go in there. And one time somebody said to me, like, do you ha- do you want a mask? And I was like, no, I have a medical exemption, actually. And he was just like, OK, so you don't have to wear a mask in there. But people, people still do. Everyone else still does. Well, I'm in a bit of a gray area with it right now because I'm legally required to follow all local ordinances. And that Ooh. would that would include the mask mandate if they if they actually pushed and called the police then you could get in trouble. I would be violating my parole. So yeah. I oh find it God. safer if I'm going into a place to just, just put on a mask. Yep. Wow. That's annoying. It is tremendously annoying. Before that, did you wear one? No. Everywhere? Not, not if it could be avoided. Yeah. I would wear one for like local burger because you can't get local burger anywhere else. Right. But if I needed something from a gas station, I would just go to one that wouldn't require a mask. I've noticed that the sign on Elm Street Market's door has changed. It, they initially sounded very pro-mask, very pro-extreme pro pandemic response, I guess is the word I'm looking mm-hmm. for. But now their sign says, due to the city ordinance, we have to have this sign up that says masks are required. So initially it seemed like it was voluntary, but now they're saying, look, it's because of the ordinance. We have to, we have to say that they're required. I wonder if they really just are losing a lot of customers because I know Captain has said on the show, like he stopped going there because like he was a regular and he stopped going there because they had tried to make him wear a mask. I went there to pick up. Elm Street up- Market? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Is that the same as Elm Street Brewery? No. Never mind then. I'm lying. Uh, yeah, I would have been surprised to find that he went to Elm Street Market. I mean, it's right over here, which is the reason I go to it, because it's, it takes me two minutes out of my way to stop by it on the way to the studio. Oh, yeah. I've seen it, but I've never been in there. Listen, they have a they have a store cat, a shop cat. That's cute. It is. I put a box of wine up there one day, and they, then suddenly there was this cat, and I got to pet it, and it was great. You're like, I'm coming back. I'll be here every day. <laughs> I, I I never expected a shop cat to be so friendly to just like jump on the counter like, hey, random person, pet me. You know, cats are usually more skittish than that, but this one was not. But that's the kind of cat that you want if you're going to have one in a business. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, getting back to the article, it says there have been warnings of the dangers of extreme COVID caution, which is in parentheses and underlined. And 530. Did anyone tell the television commercials this? <laughs> what do you mean? When I was at ForkFest last year, I always fall asleep with, with a television on. I just have to have the background noise to shut off my brain. Normally, I'm able to watch something that doesn't have advertisements because I know what ad block is. So if I just throw on something on YouTube and I don't have to watch the commercials. But at Rogers Campground, I had to watch, you know, the regular plain old commercials that everyone else has to see. And they were filled with fear mongering regarding COVID-19. After just one day of seeing some of these commercials, I completely understood why people were so terrified. They were being bombarded with this stuff constantly from from Nike to car commercials to every single commercial that played managed to talk about COVID-19 and masks and social distancing and and the threat that hung over us all. So I have no doubt that people who have been watching television for 35 hours a week, which, by the way, is how much television the average American watches, are absolutely terrified. They've had this glowing box, one that they trust, beaming at them for more than a year about how how endangered they are from COVID-19. 
Have they included the stuff in like the sitcom series, like on the shows? Do they include like the mask problems that people are facing or like um, that's a good issues like or is that just like the normal CSI episode where like somebody dies and they do an investigation or have they included that? Do you know? That's a good question. Do they wear masks in CSI? I don't know. I don't I know because noticed. I don't really watch stuff like that, but I'm sure someone out there does. Give us a call and let us know because now I'm really curious about mm-hmm. it. In latest episodes of shows, like through the last year, did they start wearing masks? It would be strange if they didn't, honestly, because it's so like part of everyone's lives. Like If it shows people going to a grocery store, are they going to be putting on masks to go inside or no? Because... That would be weird if they didn't. Like, what world are they living in? It would be weird if they did, though, because you, well, yeah, you kind of need to see an actor or actress <laughs> to be able to tell face. the emotions and yeah, exactly. Know who's talking? Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah, I'm really curious now to know how all of that was done. And what you were saying about the commercials is like it's not just that they would be scared because of these commercials. They'll also feel like heroes because I, the main thing I've noticed from the commercials is like, we're all in this together and like, we're all yes. doing this. And that's so annoying. Like, don't act like you're a hero because you put a mask on. Well, they want to feel like they're doing something to help other people. Right. And the mask gives them a really easy, really simple way to do this without actually having to do anything like volunteer at a charity or something like that. They can just, Put on this mask and suddenly they're a good person. Or I donated all of these masks to the hospital. Yeah. Look how wonderful I am. Instead of putting that money to use at a in a better way. I still don't believe that the masks do anything. And the reason is because I see people in my own job just touch them constantly. And myself, like I'm always just like scratching my nose because there's like a little fiber tickling my nose and stuff like that. And I'm like, ew, I just touched my mask. That's where I'm at with it. Masks absolutely would work if people could refrain from touching them. I mean, the logic is there, and I'm not going to argue against that. Look, it would it stops spit particles. That's a given, okay? But if people are constantly touching them, they're just getting that spit onto their hands, and then they're going on to touch the doorknob, the cash register, the drink cooler, whatever, and they're spreading their spit directly to that whatever it is they're touching. So it probably exacerbates the problem in real terms. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control, 603-283-6160. With you in the studio is Aria, Angie, and Bonnie, and i got to say I'm disappointed. We do have two callers, but neither of them want to answer the question about how sitcoms are handling the masking and the social distancing and all of that. And I can't just go on the internet and Google that like other people can. And I don't know what, what you would even Google to find out the answer to that it seems like you would just have to have been watching television throughout the last year in order to know the answer and i don't remember the last time i just sat down and watched television even at fork fest it was just on so i could go to sleep i wasn't sitting there like actively watching it like oh no rick and morty's on i gotta sit here and watch this it would be even weirder if cartoons are doing it I don't know. I Googled it and it's um, just a quick Google says 
that once the camera starts rolling, mask wearing, testing, and physical distance are hit or miss per show. Okay. But what reaches the viewer? You know, that, yeah. that's my question. Is And what about the movies coming out? Were they wearing masks in the movies? Yeah, I haven't seen like a picture of like a new movie coming out and then there's like a picture of them wearing masks or anything like that, so... It seems like it's going to be really hard for them to continue selling this pandemic idea if they're not putting, you know, sitcom actors in mm-hmm. masks. When yeah, because people in. feel like they relate to those shows. Yeah. They're like, oh, I've gone through that. Yeah, it's kind of not fair. Like, if Hollywood gets to push the masks, they got to wear the masks in the show to make their show suck. Mm-hmm. I agree with that assessment. Well, let's go to the phones. We've got Vernon calling from New Orleans. Vernon, you're on Free Talk Live. All right. So I got a great idea for a new show name for this. We, instead of Free Talk Live, we call it Mask Talk Live. <laughs> because it's like every, like I, I would say at least 60 to 70% of the show is now just talking about masks. What do you all think? I think it's the most prevalent issue going on in our lives right now. People are forcing people to wear clothing, a specific item of clothing. Like that's odd. That should be ca- talked about every day. Like it's freaking weird. Vernon, I don't disagree with you. I remember a year ago sitting here in this very seat talking about how sick I was of talking about masks and COVID-19. A year I later, mean, I'm I still love free sick talk of it. Live. I-, I love Free Talk Live, and you all have some great opinions. But I- as a listener, I'm just giving you my own personal opinion. Maybe mix it up a little bit more. Um, and I know I can call in and, and, and bring up whatever topic I one and maybe I should do that some more, but my topic tonight is this, and Wait. so thank you for taking this into consideration. Wait, but Vernon, before you go, do you have any relationship advice you need? Do I have any relationship advice? Actually, uh, sure. Yeah, I love talking about this. Um, so I, but it's not a relationship with with my significant other. Okay, it's a relationship with my uh, my brother. Is that okay? Sure. Okay, so my brother. Uh, about two years ago, he, uh, probably about two years ago at this point, he was living in Denver and he was on a six month contract. And all of a sudden he, after his contract was up, he got a new job, but then all of a sudden he decided he wanted to be disabled. And so he, he says he suffers from these headaches, but he's taken it to a real extreme where all of a sudden he was watching TV and these headaches hit him. So he no longer wants to work. He sits in this wheelchair all day. He he sits and just lives off this inheritance. And it drives me bananas. And I have absolutely no respect for it because I am completely opposite. Like, I work full-time. I've worked since I was 15. You know, I pay for everything. And, um, you know, what what advice... You know, maybe, am I being too insensitive? Maybe he really does have a problem, and I am just not, like, you know, being sensitive enough toward it. But there's really, like, do do things like that really happen that drastically? I think that they can, but, like, migraines are really bad. I've I've known multiple people that get them, and they're just completely debilitating. Like, people with kids who have to, like, give their kids to the other parent because they just can't take care of them at that moment because it hurts so bad. But one doesn't generally deal with migraines on a daily basis. I mean, my my mother pulled this crap. And ultimately, in her case, it was just that she didn't want to work. She wanted to live off of government welfare. I think that Exactly. Didn't you say he was living off of his inheritance? He's not living off of the government and welfare. Is that right? 
Right, but he's trying to get it. He's uh, got an attorney and all that stuff, and he's going okay. through Social Security. I doubt it'll be uh, it'll be approved because of, of his uh, resources. But you know, it's still ridiculous. I mean, it's uh, in over where I live, by the way. So many people try to do that. Like it is so frustrating. My I am married, and my wife's side of the family, her mom and dad are on disability, and I know that they could work, but gosh, they just don't. They well, the just system is live set up. Well, the system is set up to support these types of people. That way, the government can continue to control and determine what they do, and they don't do with their things. Because if you, the government says, um, if you want to be disabled, I'll pay you, but you know, you're not going to go and do this, and you're not going to do this, and. So that's just another form of control, and people are just willing to uh, to go with it because it's easy, and they're taken care of. Yeah, so it comes back what about to the with whole... my brother, though? Do you all think I should, like, be a little more, like, because I, I take a hard line on this. And, like, every time I see him, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, should I be more sensitive toward him, or should I continue this hard line? Maybe if you want to try, give it one more try, just tell him I'm, I'm going to give you a, a day where we, you know, look something up and we do everything that sh- should help a migraine and you tell me how you're feeling and maybe from then you can tell if he- if he's BSing. Do you care about your brother? Is he your only brother? Do you have a good relationship other than this with your brother? I mean, he's always been immature, so I would say it- it's been like 50-50 good and bad. I say let it go. There are bigger problems to argue about. If he wants to be a loser and do this, then let him do that and just love him for who he is. All right. Thank you all. You're welcome. Thank you so much for the call tonight. Uh, that was unexpected. I didn't expect him to have like you know a, a ready to go relationship. To, yeah, to me talk either. About. And was, it was like, bam, here it is. Well, yeah. I was actually asking if he needed a relationship advice because I have the best boyfriend ever. So I realized that I'm qualified to give relationship advice. But that <laughs> was cool it. too. Well, I mean, it was a relationship. Uh, I'm just still blown away by how readily he had that whole thing ready to go. That was shocking. Oh wait, you're right. He was asking for advice. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but prior to that, he mentioned you know the mask talk and all that. Dude, no one is more sick to death of talking about masks and COVID nineteen than we are. Will the news please give us something else to talk about? But I'm not going to stop talking about it until my life is able to go back to normal. That's the point at which I'll stop about it. Just because everyone is vaccinated doesn't mean anything to me. Just because everyone else is stop fighting with me about masks, not going to make me stop talking about it until I'm able to actually go back to normal and not be treated like a like. Like, I'm a plague-carrying rat to be avoided at all costs. I'm going to continue talking about it. I don't want to talk about it, but I also, but more than wanting, not wanting to talk about it, I don't want to be treated like a plague-carrying rat. I feel like it has gotten better in regular life, but I hadn't even noticed until Ian went to jail how completely bad it is in jail still. They'll just treat you like you're in solitary confinement if you don't want to wear a mask. And, and, And if you don't... And if you have a medical reason not to wear a mask, they'll still do that. Well, I mean, you're in jail, so they're going to do what they want for the most part mm-hmm. anyway. But you're wor- be treated worse than the regular prisoners who wear a mask. It's just... 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. A newly recruited search and rescue officer, Marshall Hunter was resigned to a life of rescuing wayward spacefarers and derelict satellites. But when a billionaire couple goes missing, his own ship is disabled during the rescue. With communication satellites suddenly failing and lunar mineral shipments disappearing in transit, the crew suspects it's more than a coincidence, and Hunter must choose between salvation and sacrifice to save his crewmates and their civilian charges. Frontier by Patrick Childs and BingBooks.com. 
is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Still holding out hope that someone is going to call in and let me know what sitcoms and movies and stuff have been doing about actors in or characters in the shows wearing masks. Because I don't really care what the actors are doing there when they're filming the show or whatever. I want right. to know how it's portrayed as the characters. Like on the TV. How yes. do you see them? That's just... That's a weird thing for them to do, to go and promote masks publicly and then make a show where none of the characters are wearing masks. Like, that's an alternate reality altogether. That's just weird. Well, they're all alternate realities. Yeah, but I don't know. That's I mean, none just... of them are real, even the reality TV ones. But that's just, like, proving that nobody wants to be in this reality. <laughs> it's it's just bizarre to me. Uh, I, I want to know how they're handling it and... Because I, I have a lot of younger, ultra-liberal friends uh, running around here in Keene and on Facebook and stuff like that. And they talk about, you know, experiencing anxiety when they look at old pics from 2018 and see large crowds of people not wearing masks. That is crazy. It, yeah. it is. But uh, so how would they feel watching a sitcom or something where it isn't every, no one's wearing a mask? Everything is just normal. So I want to know how sitcoms have been handling that. Mm-hmm. If you happen to know the answer, let us know, 603-283-6160. We've got Nate calling from Maine. Nate, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, yes. Uh, before I get to my topic, real quick, about your mask thing, uh, I, I haven't seen it in sitcoms, but I know that in Fear of the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead, The World Beyond, I have noticed them wearing masks for different reasons, obviously, but... The zombie virus. So do the characters in The Walking Dead like just walk around in these cloth masks now? Well, no. Like in Fear of the Walking Dead, when I was watching, I haven't seen the whole uh, current season yet, but the episodes that... LRN.FM uh, Have a good night. Uh, yeah, there's, there's some words that you can and can't say on terrestrial radio. That I can understand be, how that's a questionable one. I, I mean, I can understand how it would be a mistake. Yeah, absolutely. But, but um, I get it. Bye. Yeah, yeah my sister just dropped an F-bomb. And I warned her so many times before she called. She was like, I kept telling myself, don't cuss, don't cuss. And then she dropped an F-bomb. Like, boom. <laughs> she did, but that taught us that our dump button did not work. But it does work now. So that did not go out onto terrestrial radio. Unfortunate, because I, I would have liked to have known the rest of you know what Nate wanted to say, but... It happens. Uh, getting back into this other story then about the trauma that people are experiencing in regard to COVID-19. And we always bring it back to the mask because that's the most obvious of the problems caused by COVID-19. Obviously, I'm no fan of the social distancing, the plastic barriers they put up everywhere, the whole, oh, you can't be that close to this person. I'm not a fan of any of that either. But they're not as visible as the masks. And they're not as uncomfortable to be totally honest, standing for, on the other side of a plastic you know, barrier from the cashier is not as uncomfortable to me as having to wear a mask to go in there and shop. I could not go into the town office to get my tags. And they, there's a glass door and there's like this little little hole in that you go in the hallway and then the person is behind the desk and there's a wall and a glass. And she said, you have to go outside. So I was like, okay. So I gave her my paper and I went outside and she had to come out to get cash. And I asked her, I said, this is silly. You're getting more risk coming to me outside because we're like interacting and there's no glass in the middle. She said, well, I know there's no one in here now, but it's for all of the people in the hallway. 
I was like, oh, there's no one. No one. All the imaginary people in the hallway that were more important than you. Yes. And they, we were all protected from me. These imaginary people. <laughs> no one. That's the level of hysteria that we've been talking about all night. Mm-hmm. Um, and the article brought up the dangers of extreme COVID caution, which we started bringing up because we think that possibly um, if you're using extreme caution in the commercials and stuff like that, it's just going to make people even more scared. It says, there have been warnings of the dangers of extreme COVID caution. 538's Nate Silver tweeted, I'd argue one sign of irrationality is if a person doesn't change their behavior much after being vaccinated. This viewpoint was the was best summarized in an article from Emma Green in The Atlantic called Liberals Who Can't Quit the Lockdown. Lurking among the jubilant Americans venturing back out into the bars and planting or planning their summer wedding travel is a different group. Liberals who aren't quite ready to let go of the pandemic restriction, restrictions. Why would wrote. anybody want to hold on to this? It's been abysmal. It has sucked. We were talking last night. I haven't been to a live rock concert in a year and a half now, simply because there aren't any to go to. Yeah. And I live for music. The last year and a half has sucked. I want this crap to be over with as soon as possible, which is why I've always been an advocate of, hey... Let's just carry on doing our thing and let this virus run its course so that life can go back exactly. to normal. It would have taken like two weeks tops. But now they're saying that this will be an every uh, fall thing, every fall winter thing. You know, the mask will have to come back out and we'll have to put them back on. Are they really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read it. I don't know where I read that, but I read it recently. Well, that's not going to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't have to put them back on. No. I'm not I, I don't think people will. Once they, once they go back to living without having to wear the mask, I don't think you'll be able to get the average person to put one I back on. I think you're wrong. I think the average person will do exactly what they're told when they're told. They'll say, oh gosh, here it comes. If you don't wear your mask, you're going to get sick. You can't go out. You can't do this. And matter, Let me put my mask on you know, and let me go to the grocery store. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. I, I hope that they will remember how nice it is to be able to breathe freely, mm-hmm. to see other people's smiling faces, to interact with them on a human level, to not have to stay six feet away from them. And that they will say, you know what, I'm, I'm never doing that crap again. I can't believe I went along with it the first time. That's my hope. I hope so, too. They have, in, well, you know, they have the the concerts and stuff will be the incentive to wear the mask. Like, I just noticed, uh, not just noticed, but I saw last night that Kim Petras, probably like one of my top favorite artists of all times, I went to her concert at the end of 2019, uh, yeah, 2019, uh, is coming is going to be in a concert in Los Angeles, which I mean I couldn't go anyway because it's in Los Angeles, but it's going to be on my birthday. And why couldn't you go because it's in Los Angeles? Well, I just don't want to drive or fly to Los Angeles. I don't know. Like if it was if it was happening anywhere near me, I'd want to go. But either way, I don't want to go because I don't want to have to wear a mask and all this crap you have to do to go to her concerts. Now it's her first concert since uh, I don't know the beginning of 2020, and that's just ridiculous and sad that's a that's a what is the word a bribery like to all the people who love kim petrus like you have to wear a mask to go to the concert that's what they're saying yeah and i'm sure pretty plenty of people are going to be like oh yeah i definitely wear a mask to go to kim petrus are you crazy well i mean the media has certainly openly talked about this hey you know we we can't continue the lockdown or the social distancing or the mask or any of that or we won't be incentivizing people to get the vaccine if we if we promise them that everything is going to return to normal, then they'll be more incentivized to get the vaccine. But if that was the case, then once they got the vaccine, they would not have to wear a mask. 
Right. Or it would not matter if you didn't wear your mask because I've had my vaccine. That's, or if you didn't get vaccinated. It doesn't make any sense. Nope, not at all. Vaccinated people are being told by anyone, oh, you need to you need to avoid contact with people who aren't vaccinated, but you're vaccinated. Yes, exactly. I thought the vaccinations were supposed to protect you from things like that. Yes, I thought the whole point was to reduce your the possibility of you getting COVID-19 to the degree where you could carry on your normal life. Isn't that the point? That you would think so. But maybe they're telling people not to be around others who are not vaccinated because they know that you are going to shed and that you are going to spread it like wildfire to the people who are not vaccinated. But wouldn't they want that? Well, you would think so, but I don't know. I mean, if it was actually doing its job and just keeping people from getting sick, it seems like a vaccine that automatically spreads from one person to the next would be a good thing. Maybe they're trying to segregate everybody. They're like, okay, these people do not get vaccinated. And if we tell the people who got vaccinated to stay away from these people, we'll know which ones we need to go after when crap hits the fan. There's certainly some level of that going on. Uh, We got a caller last night who was talking about this locker room where people who were vaccinated get to put yellow stickers on their lockers and people who are unvaccinated have to use the blue stickers on their lockers. Lockers where? Like at work? I think I said a gym or something. I don't recall exactly where, but... Yeah, there's certainly some level of segregation and Mm -hmm. us and them nonsense going on. All of this, we're in this together stuff. Oh, but not if you're not vaccinated. We're not in this together anymore. 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live. And for those who aren't aware, uh, we're hoping that Ian Freeman is going to be released from police custody very, very soon. For those who haven't been keeping up with the story at all, he's in jail because on March the 16th, a, a joint task force of government agencies, including the U.S. Postal Inspection Service, the IRS, the the FBI, and I don't remember who else was involved. It was a long list. I think it was six different government agencies targeted um, Free Talk Live, Ian Freeman, myself, Andy and Renee Spinella, Colleen Fordham, by the way, a 60-year-old grandmother, always worth pointing out, and arrested us. You can find out more about it at thecrypto6.com. There are multiple ways to donate to the Legal Defense Fund because these charges aren't a joke and they're going to affect cryptocurrency, what the outcome of this case is going to affect cryptocurrency for decades to come. If you care about financial freedom or liberty or, you know, Free Talk Live being able to do what it's doing, which sort of requires the host to not be in jail, you may consider donating to the Legal Defense Fund at thecrypto6.com. The word six or the number six, it doesn't matter. TheCrypto6.com. Let's keep going with the phones. We've got Smiley coming, uh, calling from Orange County. Smiley, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, what's um, on your mind? I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the COVID situation. I've been listening for a little bit now. I'm, I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller. Um, it's... Uh, I guess I have somewhat of an alternative perspective, specifically on, on the lockdown and mask stuff. And I kind of agree uh, on, on the things you guys have been saying from like a liberty perspective. But from a more selfish point of view, it's, it's a little embarrassing, but I'm, I guess I, I, you could call me an incel. Like I've never, um, I've never had a girlfriend or, or, or you know, 
been with anyone like that. And it was only once we all started to like wear masks and do these virtual dates and stuff that I've had any interaction with women um, because, you know, I'm hideous and kind of having that, that mask on, I can, I can talk to people and I have this new sense of confidence. And I'm a little bit nervous about what it's going to be like when that goes away. Let me tell you something. I really don't believe that you are too hideous to get a girlfriend. And no, and I want to quote George Bernard Shaw here. No one has ever been too ugly to get a partner if that's what they wanted. Yeah, it's all about what other things you bring to the table, like, you know, your personality and having fun and just things you're interested in and maybe the girl's interested in, too. It's really not all about looks. In fact, I used to have this like debate all the time with people. I was like, I hate that fat guys think they're ugly because honestly sometimes fat guys can be hot and it makes me so sad that they think they're ugly like I don't want I don't want a fat guy with low self-esteem like you know some fat guys are hot if they had high self-esteem they'd be hotter yeah I I definitely you know as you can imagine I it's not something I haven't heard before and I I appreciate you know the sentiment behind it but from my, you know, you can see from my perspective, my, my lived experience, um, you know, it, it kind of feels like certain, certain factors are holding me back. Like, uh, well, I, I, don't, I don't know how much you guys are into the literature, but, um, you know, I, I feel like my wrist size is, is, pretty, uh, is pretty damning and uh, I'm not too tall either. I've got a, got a serious height. A serious height issue. Sorry, this is this is kind of hard to talk Smiley, about. Smiley, do you have a lot of you, when before the pandemic? I know that you said you weren't like intimate that way with females, but do you have a lot of friends, like a lot of girls that are friends? I mean, well, definitely not any females. No, I mean, in terms of friends, the closest thing you could say is friends is um, you know other men that I that I talk to about kind of. The, the the woes of, of being with women and, all, and also i have i have a couple of friends that i play uh world of warcraft with but um you know in, in terms of in terms of female friends no I, I it's you know it's hard to it's hard to see i guess the value um in in kind of ha- maintaining that platonic relationship when you go out in public and you talk to a woman like there's a cashier and she's a female are you friendly do you smile like do you like make up make conversation or are you just like thank you and bye well, that's that's like what the that, that's what makes the mask thing so you know, and I, I I get it, I get why everyone else hates it, but it's so incredible for me because you know in the past I would kind of I would kind of freak out if it was a if it was a woman behind the cash register, but now I have the mask on, it's like she can't see that I'm grimacing, she can't see the sweat you know hmm. on my face, and I can kind of pretend you know like I'm a chat, I can pretend. Like I have any confidence and 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 get like a smile or something. Why don't you, you have know? any I confidence? Said, I've never gotten as far as I have before uh, until the mask stuff started happening. Why don't you have any confidence? Um, you know, I feel like it's a multifaceted issue. Uh, I, I mean, like I said, on one hand, I I I do believe that there are there are you know genetic factors that go into attractiveness and. Uh, you know, you can't really change genetics. Although I have, I have considered, um, you know, because in, in in China, I feel like they're a lot more, uh, you know, blunt about this kind of stuff. And so, if if I was thinking about, uh, sorry, I was thinking about going to China and uh, getting the height 
like uh, the height. What do you call it? Where they lengthen your? Where they like stretch your stretch your body? Yeah. How tall are you? Like I've dated someone as short as like I don't know five six. Well, I'm five foot four, so you know it's a little. We are the same height. That's a great height. It's really not like a absolute like you can't date a girl if you're five four. I really don't think so. In fact, do you think do you think I would have more success if I tried to date men? Because maybe you know you said we're the same height. Um, no, I mean know, no. I do, do you want? To <laughs> date? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do you want to date men? Are you attracted no, to men? But, but I'm desperate. Then you're not going to be more successful. No. I mean, if you want to date men, you'll probably be more successful with that actually you know what it sounds like it may be a way to go if women make you that nervous that talking to a female cashier makes you sweat and stuff sounds like dating a dude may be the way to go i think you need to think less about wanting to date someone and more about just like loving your life in general and if you're having a fun time and a good time uh when you're you know talking to this girl at the grocery store then it'll come through it won't be just like, oh, I need to get her. You know what I mean? They won't be like, oh, I need to date her right now. It's more just like, oh, yeah, I'm having a great time and I'm happy. And, uh, you know, you guys have a good conversation. I mean, not. Ne- I don't necessarily think you should pick up your grocery store clerk because she's just I would generally working. recommend against that, yeah. But, you know, in, in life in general, just like stop focusing on dating. No, yeah, I, just try I, to make I friends. don't believe a person can because the whole dichotomy of male-female sexual relationships is that the, the male is the predator and the female is the prey. If he's not seeking that out, it's not just going to land in his lap. He has so to actively seek out that relationship. You bring relationship. up the cashier, you bring up that dynamic, you know, the thing I think of when you say, like, maybe don't ask of the cashier, I'm thinking, well, the cashier, you know, she's at work, she can't really leave. Um and, you know, you bring up that dynamic, like, how am I supposed to ignore that staring me right in the face? Well, I mean, find a girl who's not at work, like go to a bar or something and, you know. Or a park or anything. Yeah. And just because she can't leave doesn't necessarily mean she's interested. Like, that might give you the false hope that she's interested because she's being nice yeah, to you. Yeah, she's well, doing her job. I don't, I don't have any hope at all. I don't think anybody's interested. Um, I don't, are you familiar with the term maxing? I am not. No. Should we ask? I, so I actually, I'm on at least five different dating apps at any one time. And I, I probably spend it like 12 hours a day flipping through Tinder and Bumble and Hinge, just constantly sure. swiping, trying to get, and I get, I get maybe two matches every month and they usually end uh, fairly quickly or they're bought. I think so, that if you're, so, if you're spending 12 hours a day on any app, then you're probably not putting enough effort out or effort into your life. That would attract a woman. And I don't think that that means you need to go out every single time you leave your houses in an effort to get a date. But you need to be focusing on other things and have other things going for you and, uh, you know, have something exciting to talk about with someone, you know. And then next time you happen to meet a girl, yeah, definitely don't do nothing because if you're just sitting in your house, then you're never going to meet anyone. But I I think that is, is an issue when somebody's constant topic on their mind is getting a date because it's going to be obvious. Smiley, thank you so much for the call tonight. There, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, Lord Porcupine on DLive has suggested stop swiping, start messaging. I would generally agree with that assessment as well. That's probably a better way to handle it. I don't. I, I used Tinder very briefly, and I realized that it was never going to lead to much of anything that was going to be worth my time. Like, it probably wouldn't be unusual to spend 12 hours on there to get a single date. You mean I'm not going to find my Dogecorn poppy? 
<laughs> Way to bring it back. Probably not. 603-283-6160. You can talk about whatever you want. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. Carl Watner, longtime proponent of a voluntary society, died last December. You may have seen his articles published on his website, Voluntarius.com, in his newsletter, The Voluntarist, The Mises Institute, or elsewhere over the last 40 years. His newest book, I Must Speak Out, Volume 2, The Best of the Voluntarist, is now available via Liberty Under Attack Publications. This 430-page second volume spans the years of 2000 through 2020 and includes articles by Carl Watner. Watner, Hans Hermann Hoppe, Carl Hess, Benjamin Tucker, George H. Smith, Lysander Spooner, Pete Eyre, Joyce Brand, and many others. I Must Speak Out is for the newly initiated, the veteran voluntarist, or anywhere in between. Buy the book now at libertyunderattack.com slash voluntarist. For more great content on building a voluntary society and for Carl's extensive archives, check out voluntarist.com. It is She Talk Live here on Free Talk Live. And, you know, we're talking about the possibility of having to broadcast She Talk Live from my studio, in which case I'm going to get one of those banners made, but it's going to say She Talk Live on it instead. I love it. Yeah. It can't be too hard to get one made. I mean, we still need to do that for the video streams and all that stuff anyway. It's on the back burner. Uh, There's a lot on the back burner that I'm going to eventually get to. Are we going to have wine? Uh, There is always wine at my house. (laughs) Sign me up. (laughs) Just to be clear on that. Uh, Conveniently, one of the um, bell restrictions that they generally just blanket onto everyone is no alcohol alcohol and no drugs. But on me, they didn't even bother because I didn't really drink that much prior to March 16th. I found myself drinking significantly more since. Me too. And I really didn't drink that much. It's a very stressful time here in Keene and here for Free Talk Live. But hey, we're moving forward and making changes, and some of them are positive. People seem to really like She Talk Live, so I'm glad for that. I'm, Woohoo! Yeah. We have another female host now, so Khaleesi hopefully can be on She Talk Live at some point. Khaleesi? Is that her radio name? Yeah. Okay. I hadn't heard that yet. But yeah, I mean, so hopefully we can get more and more. Uh, there's also Clamoring, who's interested in being on it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's... There's certainly some people we could get on, and it's Free Talk Live that's limited to three people. I think beyond that is probably a bit busy, but technically I support up to eight microphones simultaneously in my studio. That would so. be an exciting like an episode. an after show? That would have to be an after show, yeah. We couldn't have eight people. I mean, it, eight women? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> plus, we don't want to turn it into the viewer or something like that with all of us sitting around speculating and gossiping and stuff, but I mean, obviously that's, <laughs> that's none of us anyway. But let's go to the phones. We've got Caleb, who actually has an answer to my question about sitcoms and masks. Caleb, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. So I've watched quite a bit of TV myself. I'm a couch potato a lot of the time. And really, there's only one sitcom that I've watched that really addresses masks. A lot of them just don't even have them. They don't even what? You broke Uh, up a bit. They don't even have them. Okay. What, What show? 
Uh, one show that did have masks was about a store show. It was called Superstore. They're all in a store environment, and uh, they had masks on there. Interesting, but for the most part, um, characters in sitcoms and stuff aren't going around wearing masks? No, they're not even talking about it. In Superstore, is it hard to tell which character is talking because you can't see their mouths? Occasionally. Wow. I'm not surprised that a show called Superstore would have them wearing masks given things, but you know, now that I've heard it, it's not surprising to me because people tend to watch television to escape from reality. The commercials are already yeah. bombarding them with COVID-19. If they did it during the show as well, it's likely that viewer numbers would go down. Well, Caleb, thank you so much for calling and answering the question because I wasn't curious about it, but then the subject got brought up and I found myself unable to think about pretty much anything else. But now I know the answer and it makes sense. Sitcoms and stuff are ignoring it because that's how people escape from the reality of everyone wearing masks around them. If you take away that escape mechanism they have no desire to watch more of it it's weird how much more obvious it is that it's an alternate alternative reality now excellent point we've also got nos calling from new orleans nos you're on free talk live hey what's up y'all how are y'all tonight hey what's on your mind tonight yeah so i thought uh i wanted to strike up a conversation about like the frustration with masks and like anti-masking or pro-masking and i felt like i had like a unique angle that, like, nobody really talks about that much. Okay, go ahead. So, uh, like, I'm a, I'm a new listener, and I've, like, never called in. I don't know where y'all are at politically, but you kind of seem, like, very for liberty and, like, privacy to the individual and stuff like that. Yeah, most of us are voluntarists, which means we believe that all interactions should be done at the voluntary consent of the involved parties. Mm, yeah. Like, so something I'm really into is, like, I'm really into computer science and, like, digital privacy and stuff like that. And I, I I was really against, like, the mask at first because, like, oh, it's just a piece of cloth. Like, you know, I didn't really see much, like, science backing up as to how it would help. But I actually like, I actually like uh, how it, like, I'm, I'm, I really hate surveillance cameras, right? And, like, algorithms that are, like, scanning your face. Oh, I saw you talking and, about you know, this put- in Twitch earlier. Uh, you, that's twitch.freetalklive.com if anyone wants to join that chat. But you're absolutely right. They do thwart uh, surveillance cameras and the facial recognition and all of that nonsense that we also stand against here on Free Talk Live, which is one of the reasons that our co-host Mark does support the masks. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting because, like, I'm really, like, uh, I consume, like, alternative media and stuff like that, and I try to keep, like, an open mind, you know, not listen to, like, just mainstream sources. And I'm really against, like, corporations, you know, like, saying that your data they own it and you know imagine like they them owning like visual recognition of your face and so i was just thinking like mask is a cool like excuse to kind of like you know prevent that or get around it kind of like to conceal your identity and it's just funny that a lot of people are like inherently against that when you know they shouldn't be i'm not against it if people choose to wear a mask of their own volition and that's something they want to do I'm against this, the mask mandates where the government says you must do this thing. And I'm sort of against the social pressure that if even if the government doesn't do it, if everyone says, hey, you have to wear a mask or you're this horrible human being. I'm sort of against that as well, just because it's manipulative and extortative. Well, I have thought of what you're saying before. Um, that, you know, if I'm the only one in a store not wearing a mask, then the, you know, 
facial recognition software is just picking up my face and putting it in a database. I've thought about that, but have you ever been arrested? Because I've been arrested and had my fingerprints and mouth swab collected by the government. So honestly, at this point, I don't care. I had that happen to me at Merrimack County. In fact, it shows how inept the government is because I got fingerprinted no less than on two different occasions because apparently... The U.S. Marshals can't just get fingerprints from the Department of Corrections or the Department of Justice or whoever got my fingerprints the first time. They had to get them again. It's very bizarre. Very inept, really. That's why I do. That's like, oh, sorry. Oh, go sorry, ahead. Go call ahead. Her. No, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, like, that's an interesting point. But then if you like think about the nuance behind that, like, uh, it's not like they put your face like into a database that then like all the corporations have access to, like, when you like went through that and it's and it's really more about like preventing tracking but facebook like, already imagine, did well like imagine if they create algorithms that are like tracking you based upon you know your facial recognition but if you're wearing a mask and like other things that are concealing your identity like special makeup and stuff like that then they can't actively track you through their algorithms that are being utilized by the surveillance camera yeah, and that's certainly an issue that's going to become more and more prominent in the future. I, I imagine they're struggling with this in China with the with the social credit system. Yeah, the system. social credit stuff. That's really scary, yeah. I mean, once that crap hits the United States, we already have these surveillance apparatus in place, as does the United Kingdom. All, it's going to be a relatively simple thing for the state to take hold of that and make it so that, oh, you're that anarchist who does that libertarian talk show. We don't want you being able to buy groceries. Facial recognition yeah. would prevent it. And it just makes it easier do. that now you have to scan your yeah. QR code to say, oh, yes, I have, in fact, been to Walmart. <clears throat> so then yeah, they know where to like, look. You know, if, you pay, if you pay attention to, like, the drops of information and stuff like that, like, I'm not exactly, like, referring to anything in particular, but it's like, you know, the corporations are definitely trying to unify. So then they, like, because, like you said, they have that surveillance apparatus, but they just need to connect it together and to, like, legitimize it. You know, it's easy for China to do that because, the whole communist thing, they just control everything from one like singular point, but everything's kind of like sparsely disconnected here, which is definitely for the advantage of the people. Yeah, and I'm hopefully hopefully it's going to stay that way, but I don't think it will for forever. Thank you tonight for the NOS, for the call, NOS. Uh, be sure to call in again. It was a really good call, really fascinating. Break, Brokes a lot of interesting subjects. Um, you're absolutely right. Uh, wearing a mask does help conceal your identity. Uh, the White Rose actually advised people, which is a telegram chat that people can find at t.me slash join the white rose. They provide these stickers, sticker designs that are anti-mask, anti-government mandates and stuff like that. But they advise people to wear a mask while putting them up simply because it conceals your identity. Yeah, and the sticker p- pimps did get arrested for putting up those exact stickers. So, you know. Whatever happened to that, do you know? Uh, it got dropped. Excellent. But I don't know uh, to what extent it's really going to help. Uh, these algorithms aren't as advanced as they're generally portrayed as facebook is constantly confusing me for my sister which is an honor for me but probably not for her it's free talk live 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. You can call in and talk about anything you want. 
With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria, Angie, and Bonnie. And I want to say thank you to Lonnie Gopal, who is tonight's amplifier. Now, he's a platinum-level amplifier, which means uh, that Lonnie is choosing to give at least $25 per month to the AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com. Of course, we don't ask that much to join the program. It's just 5 bucks per month. It comes with a number of cool little perks, like an AMP-only Facebook group, an AMP-only chat room on the Matrix server, and there's even an AMP-only call-in line that you can check out. But really, the reason you should AMP is because you like the show. You like the idea of having a show where people can call in and talk about literally anything they want, including the the merits of cow flatulence, as we've got coming up. So if you value that, not necessarily the cow flatulence, but the ability for someone to call into a national radio show and express their opinions, then you might consider joining the AMP program. Check it out, amp.freetalklive.com. Lonnie, thank you so much for your contributions. We hope we hope you aren't too put off by the next call that you pull your AMP. But anyway, we've got Pat calling from Michigan. Pat, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I don't think Bonnie would be thrown off. She was, she, she's Ian's girl. They raised pigs. I think it's covered. You're always mixing I, Ian up with other people. Ian is not nobody, and Ian is not Mark. He's never raised a pig. I don't think he would ever. I was also referring well, to Lonnie <laughs> and not Bonnie. Uh, he asked me if I could look him in uh, the eyes and truthfully tell him I'm nobody's girl, and I was like, wait, wait no, I'm Ian's girlfriend. Is that what you mean? <laughs> and he thought I was nobody's girlfriend. Well, th- that, that was my mistake, Bonnie, and I apologize for that. I truly do. <laughs> So what did you call in about right. tonight, Pat? Forgive me. Yeah, okay. well, I remember back a couple of years ago, the libtards were raising cane about uh, cow flatulence and how methane's killing the world. I remember well, that. I, I do too. Any anytime you walk down a bog or a choked off river from the dams, you have a whole bunch of built up sludge, and there's little bubbles that'll come up along. Popping right out. And I used to tell my kids when we were fishing, those are turtle farts. Now, but what it is is methane gas. Now, are they and, actually uh, turtle farts, though? No, they're not turtle farts. <laughs> it was just a joke I made for the kids. Well, I don't know, man. Neither. I thought he was serious. <laughs> I mean, cow farts produce methane. For all I know, turtle farts do as well. Well, turtle farts might. And there could have been a few of them with frog farts, too. I mean, Fair point. Be Jesus, I don't know. Oh, but anyway... My 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 point is here is the libtards are choking off the pipelines, shutting off the natural gas, and what's that going to require? That's going to require more hydroelectric dams, which chokes off the rivers, and the rivers are arteries. I mean, the the world is alive. These are the, the rivers are the veins of the world, and if they're not allowed to cleanse themselves. The fish can't get up in. The, the water gets stagnant, and it's it. There's there's nothing but morbidity to the world at this point. And they're trying to shut down the coal, the natural gas, everything else that produces power, and they're going to want to choke the rivers more. Well, what about? Uh, it, I mean, it, it's insane. Isn't there a resurgence of nuclear energy talk lately? Well, uh, there should be, because it seems to me if there's been 30 years of research on this, they ought to have been able to ascertain a controllable apparatus for all this insanity. 
Yeah, I, I think. I mean, nuclear I don't know. Energy it's above my pay grade, dude. Yeah, yeah, might as well. I think nuclear energy is probably the way to go. But as I understand it, there's also geothermal energy, which is far more promising than hydroelectric. But I'm not an expert on these matters. I mean, this is this is stuff that people who are environmentalists know a whole lot more than I do. And I'm maybe it's a weakness on my part that I don't care enough to look into it. But really, as long as my house has electricity, I don't really give a damn how it gets there or what generates it. Well, I tell you what, bud, I've been off the grid for 20 years. Well, 15 of the last 20 years. I'm listening to you off a DC battery right now. That is, so you don't have electricity otherwise? No, sir. Wow. I rock everything, man. I am the old dog. Well, I... That's cool. I also... Congrats on that, Pat. I feel like I should also look into, like, Elect, I mean, like, you know, which electricity is best more, too. But I will say that Peakless Mountaineer was talking to me the other day about how, you know, back in the back in the day, the rivers were probably cleaner and had less plastic in them. And I don't know. It just made me feel really sad for the earth. Pat, you raise an excellent point about the the rivers being the the lifeblood. I think you put I don't remember the arteries, the, the arteries mm-hmm. of the planet. There, there's certainly a lot of truth in that, and I mean they're stretched across the planet like arteries, certainly, and they carry what humans need to survive, what all animals need to survive, th- and the across Earth, like, the entire planet, the plants and everything too. So, uh, wow, I never thought of it like that. It's really cool. A lot of I, I also prefer to view the Earth as a not a living organism, but as uh, that's why I don't like the term Gaia because it suggests that Earth is an organism that somehow thinks for itself or whatever. I don't necessarily believe that's true, but there's certainly an ecosystem here of things that work together and that should work together and that aren't allowed to work together right now. And this is why I'm an advocate of, I, I guess, cynicism would be the way to put it, letting letting the global warming happen and letting nature fix fix itself because it will because that's what the earth does that's what all ecosystems do if humans have really overpopulated and damaged the environment to the point that it cannot sustain our own existence then humans will die off and all of those problems will eventually fix themselves and it just goes to prove in the long run that humans didn't deserve to exist in the first place not if we kill ourselves not if we throw masks in the rivers (laughs) I, every time I go on a walk, I see masks on the ground outside. Oh, they're everywhere. Everywhere. They are, absolutely. And they're not exactly biodegradable, I don't think. They they are designed to withstand a fair bit of wear and tear. Yeah, I just see them sitting there like all brown from sitting in the dirt for a long time. And There was one in our yard and Michael came in and had it made like a, a mouse hammock because we have cats. <laughs> <clears throat> and they had uh, killed a mouse, and he brought it in and showed it to our three-year-old. And he was like, look at this nice little mouse hammock. And I was like, oh, you did not really do that. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, like, fascinated. Can I see? Can I see? She's funny. It is frustrating how masks have gotten literally everywhere. There there was one in my driveway the other day. Presumably mm-hmm. someone had left Mighty Moose Mart, some customer or something, and it fell to the ground. They just left it, and the wind blew it into my driveway. I was like, dude, if all of this pandemic nonsense was real and – you were spreading germs to that? I, I don't want to pick that up. Right, that should be a biohazard. That's, that's not talked about enough, and also the fact that it's uh, you know ruining the environment isn't talked about enough. I used to do a lot of my own tattoos, and it was just a given that you had a, a needle disposal kit specifically for tattoos because they're a biohazard mm-hmm. once you use the needle. But people aren't treating masks with the same level of biohazard 
Ness? I don't know what the word is. Can you do me a tattoo? Uh, no, I've never tattooed anyone else. Oh. But thanks for asking. I've been I, a first for has. somebody, yeah. Wow. But anyway, yeah, the masks, they're clogging up these sewer systems. They're freaking everywhere because people just throw them down. 603-283-6160 is the call online. You can talk about whatever you want. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com It's Turtle Fart Talk Live, 603-283-6160. That's the call line. You can talk about whatever you want. As the last caller wanted to talk about cow and turtle flatulence. The turtle flatulence turned out not to be real, which kind of makes me sad because it just sounds like such a a funny thing to just think about yes. the turtles hanging out in the rivers. Just letting it rip. Yeah. <laughs> But evidently, that wasn't a true thing, which is unfortunate. Polluting the earth with their farts. Those damn turtles. But we've got more callers. We've got David from New Mexico calling. David, you're on Free Talk Live. And Bonnie. Oh, my God. He's always making fun of me saying, and Bonnie. And so he says I say I'm it. Not, I'm, not, I'm not making fun. How does that go? It's... Uh, uh, Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Oh, so you want to be me? Well, no, that's Arya. <laughs> you want to be like Arya? Well, Arya's former self, maybe. I don't get it. What did you call me? to talk about tonight? Cow farts. All right. Well, let's let's talk about cow farts. <laughs> what can we not? What? <laughs> well, let her rip, huh? Let her rip. So, um, I, I, I'm well, confused. First, are you are you pro cow fart? Is that what you're expressing? Uh, yeah, yeah. But first of all, I got to say, uh, hand it to Pat and say I've been living the same way for the same amount of time. Half my life, I've lived off the grid and solid for the last you know decade and a half, and and I will never go back. And if electricity ever gets to where I am, I will move. I do not want to be around the uh, the electricity other than. The little bit I generate to make the the little bit that I need to run this phone. Oh, that's, that's what all I was going to ask. Because both of y'all called on on phones, right? That that's what I was going to ask. Like, how do you have phones then? Phone lines use. I mean, if you call from a landline, they receive electricity over the landline. And this is not. No, I live off. The, I live off the grid, meaning there is nothing connected to me. There is no water. There is no sewer. There is no electric. There is no gas. There is no trash. The only thing that comes to me that's grid is a is a two path dirt road. So how are you calling then? On a smartphone, of course. But you're off the grid. How do you generate electricity? Well, you can do it a number of ways. The way I do it, like most people would do it in that situation, is they would use one tiny solar panel to charge their battery. That's all, that's all you need is a solar panel that's uh, like two to three square feet 
Fair point. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, no, I, it, life is better without it. it. It keeps the riffraff away. As soon as electricity shows up, so do, so do all the bad people. Well, a lot of good people show up as well. Yeah, but the good people uh, don't do anything to take care of the bad people. So the bad people are still there doing whatever they damn well please, and the good people are locked behind their their uh, iron gates and uh, and do nothing to alleviate the bad people problem. Okay. Well, I'm not sure I agree. I would. I am grateful for living in modern society where I have electricity and air conditioning and heating and all of that stuff. I understand it's not for everyone. Uh, I could not go off the grid without electricity. I, I mean, I guess I could if I absolutely had no choice, but it's not something I desire to do. And I don't think it would bring any meaningful benefits to, to my life. I would I would think that I would enjoy that. Being, being uh, We'd have solar panels, of course, for certain things. But I think that being off the grid would be, would be very nice. Really? Yeah. What about off the grid and away from people? Because I've had this conversation with a friend of mine a lot recently about activism. Just he basically stays away from everybody and thinks... I live by example, but if you stay away from everybody, you're not setting any example you're because not getting no one's it viewing out. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. not activism. That's just wanting to be a hermit, and that's fine. Yeah. If that's what they want to do. I'd still yeah. want to be around people. Like I just would want my home to be off the grid. That would be good. Mm-hmm. Could be fun. Be a lot cheaper. That's for sure. I don't know. Mark told me that growing your own food is a good way to spend three times the amount on vegetables. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. Conan would disagree. It's certainly true with some vegetables like tomatoes, but if you're growing potatoes and stuff like that, it's probably, it, it, it is going to be more work than it's probably worth, but it's, as Conan would say, you know, it's good to know how to do it in case you need to do it in order to survive, mm-hmm. which I think is valuable. I just don't have the time or the desire to do it. I would rather, you know, acquire gold. And then when I need to buy some potatoes from Conan, be like, hey, Conan. Yeah, I'd rather do, do some kind of share, some kind of crop share or something, because I would pr- I'd prefer to like push a lawnmower than I would to like garden. And that's, that's ridiculous that I would prefer that kind of yard work over growing my own food. Well, whenever I have heard Conan talking about this, like it's really admirable. But at the same time, I just feel like I don't have the space in my brain for all the things you got to remember about each vegetable and stuff. I wanted to start a, like a small garden this year, but then Ian got arrested and I got too depressed. And now that I've heard Conan talking about it, I've been like, wow, that just sounds like not just too much work, but too many things to remember. Like, oh, this one needs this much light. This one needs this much blah, blah, blah. Well, it's a learning process, right? Yeah. I can tell you that if you put them out there and give them water, that they will do okay. It, there's not, it's, I mean, it is a learning process, but it, it's nothing really special. As long as you plant it, you water it, and it has sunlight, it's going to grow. Hmm. And it would be better to go through that learning process now than after the Armageddon or zombie apocalypse yes. or whatever it was that we were talking about that particular night. I would rather, you know, know that the grocery store is still there and can sell me potatoes if mine rot under the ground or whatever. But, you know, I've been thinking about it, too. My my property is probably a really bad place for a garden simply because there's so much runoff from water there because we're, I'm like between the hill and the river. So I don't know how it would You'd actually work. You'd have to work. do some kind of raised beds. Yeah, Jay told mm-hmm. me that your soil is like poisonous and you'd have to like grow these mushrooms for a season to make it better. I don't remember what he said. Yours? It's like that, yeah. But he said there's a spot that isn't. So I don't know. He'd, you'd have to talk to him. He knows I, about I, your I soil. I don't care to grow a garden out there. I mean, if <laughs> I did, I would talk to him. It's a but... point. <laughs> anyway, David, thank you so much tonight for the call. I, 
I play electric guitar, though, so I just don't want to be without electricity. I guess I could play an acoustic, but it's not the same. I couldn't imagine being without electricity. And just the brief period of life where I had no internet access whatsoever drove me insane. Oh, and yeah. And it, it only lasted like three days. But you're, you're not able to contact people at your leisure. You're not, you're not able to just do what you want to do. And it, it sucked. I can't imagine not having internet 24-7. I only didn't have it for three days. The idea of like where you live compared to here seems like not very far at all when I think about us having phones. But if nobody had phones, that seems so far away. Like there's no contacting you easily. Yeah. Well, we do have the two-way radios here. And I have an antenna now that presumably would reach all the way out here. But it's not a very effective communication tool. That's not electric? It is electric, yeah. But you could do the same thing with mm-hmm. a, with a solar panel and, you know, keep it charged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you have to, everybody has to have their radio on. Like, yeah, because it has I, to be I've, near it. Yeah, exactly. And you have to be near it, yeah. And the repeater has to be working if you want to yep. reach long distances. And that's going to require electricity. Yep. You're not powering that with a so- single solar yep. panel. You can probably get a few to do it, but not a single one. So there are workarounds for all of these things, obviously. Uh, you know, Presumably, I could probably build enough solar panels to power a guitar amplifier and my effects processor. But I don't see any reason to when I can just pay a company to bring the electricity to me without further effort on my part. Maybe there's some benefit to it that I don't know about. You say you, the bad people come. I, I assume you're referring to cops. Maybe you, riffraff, like uh, criminals or... People who want to do harm or steal or... Sure. But as I point out, the good people come as well. Right. Yeah. You get people like Angie and Bonnie and Mm -hmm. Ian and Mark and all of these other people who like the luxuries of modern life and who come where those luxuries can be found. It's just hard to say, though, because are people really drawn to electricity anymore? It's kind of everywhere. No one is in a hurry to move to um, Haiti and the remote parts of it that don't have electricity. Right. But plenty of people are interested in moving to Japan or the Marianas Islands or the United States or somewhere where there's already electricity. Very few people want to go to Antarctica and tough it out in the snow without electricity. I just think if David got electricity, people wouldn't show up at his house. You're probably not wrong. (laughs) 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and with a show like this, you're never going to, you you never know what you're going to get. Uh, It went from what is apparently a not true article about a woman forcing a man to ejaculate in her to become her Dogecoin poppy, to a rather, the, the subject of cow farts has been aggravatingly common in tonight's episode. But hey... That is what it is. You can call in to talk about whatever you want because this is Free Talk Live. Not going to give out the number again because it's the final segment. I just prefer not to take unscreened calls, even though we could and we could still dump the call because we're a radio show and we have the ability to do that. I, I still prefer to just not take the risk. I'd rather connect with people first to find out you know, what they want to talk about, how we can work into the conversation, that kind of thing. 
With you tonight, though, it's Aria, Angie, and Bonnie. And speaking of callers, we have Vicky calling. Vicky, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Uh, yeah, I think your producer got my name a little bit wrong. It's Dicky with a D. Oh, yeah. That that would have been me. Sorry about that. So no, what's on your okay. mind? That's okay. Um, I, I I wanted to get I want to get weird. I want to talk about the spiritual. I want to talk about the occult. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what your guys' stance is. Um, you know, on I guess whatever you want to call it, cryptids, creatures, monsters. Um, you know, thing, things that aren't classified by by what the scientists would want you to say, you know, are real, but, uh, but that, that some people have had experiences or encounters with. Hey, I don't know about these two, but I've talked on Free Talk Live about seeing like a, what would you call this, like a pan? Like a goat bottom of his body and a human top of his body? That would be a satyr. Satyr. You're in New Hampshire, correct? Well, that was in Texas, in Cibolo, Texas, in like a developing okay. su- suburb. So typically, that's that lines up with the description of the Jersey Devil, which is more of an East Coast thing. But they could have been spreading to to Texas. I, I mean, I don't know. With this stuff, you start to realize that it's it's less that there's not there's not enough evidence, and more so that people like there's not a desire within the establishment to research. And that's kind of where I get to my I guess my piece. Uh, I'm not sure what there is to research. Well, that's 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 what I'm I'm getting at is um you know I I'm pretty acquainted with goblins uh you know like little green guys. Well, people and, in uh, in Mexico just talk about goblins like they're a fact. I forget what they call them. I wish I could remember the name, but like my ex husband's uh, family just talks about it. Like, yeah, our our you know neighbors you know land or whatever has goblins and lots of people's like. Uh, especially like older people will remember them more because they just used to run around there, they say. Sorry, I just yeah. had a really lucid moment where it occurred to me that I might be the only person among the four of us who isn't high as hell. <laughs> <laughs> high on what, though? Because like, that's the other thing is I believe that certain drugs actually give us insight into, into you know, what what is more truthful, more so than impairing us. I mean, it depends on what you're on, but... I've seen things on ayahuasca that I would say are more real than what I see when I'm sober. Well, when I saw the Seder, I was sober AF and like, I think like 16 and getting up for, uh, getting up from bed, getting about to get ready to go to church. And I saw it through my window and it turned into a human. Yeah. And, and, you know, Oh, I, I would love to get into that, but I, I can't. I came with a with a, a mission to talk about the goblins and how 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 kind of the whole please the whole, do like uh, pandemic, pandemic, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's kind of gotten it's kind of gotten in the way of my line of work because, as you said, you know, it's to certain people that's a matter of fact, and I'm one of those people. And I actually I, I hunt, I document, um, and I kind of I, I I communicate with goblins around you know. The, the greater North American area. Do you have a YouTube and, or anything? Sorry, do you have any like a uh, website where we could go to? Um, I, I usually do work privately. Like if you wanna, but I imagine audience, I imagine you have some pretty good video documentation of these creatures, right? Well, we could we could talk on email, sure. Do you have video documentation of these creatures? I do. 
but I've had it I've had it taken off of YouTube when I had my channel. Well, okay, let me dang it, I don't really have a public email. Do you have an email? I, I do. Shoot it to me at aria at freetalklive.com. I would definitely be interested sure. in seeing that. And and anyone anyone who wants to uh to contact me, maybe in the audience or either of you who would like to email me, it's uh ghostdoctordickey at protonmail.com is my email. Um so, so anyone ghost doctor, you you do ghost stuff? Well, yeah, because if you look at it from an economic an economic point of view, um, you know, I have to make a living, and people people are more interested in ghosts than they are in in, in goblins, I guess, uh, to put it simply. And I imagine it's easier to, to exploit people's belief in the supernatural than it is to exploit people's beliefs in goblins. But yeah, I well, see your point. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call it exploitation because I mean. I think everybody has the right to have access to supernatural, uh, supernatural, um, you know, professionals and get services in that way. What qualifies someone to be a supernatural professional? Um, I mean, what qualifies somebody to be a radio professional, or what qualifies somebody to be, you know, a meteorologist or something? It's just experience and and training, really. What did you call to tell us about the goblins, though? I, I trained. I trained under um, under Chris Bores, the Ghost Doctor, um, which is how I got my title. Um, but he he has a more, I guess, a more public presence online. Uh, but he was my mentor, and I, I guess that that would be my okay, an apprenticeship. Got it. Have you ever encountered any ghosts? Well, of course. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess Do you have yeah, video documentation of this? Skeptical about this stuff, but. Um, what what would you define as encounter? You know, I've I've had uh, I've had romantic and and sexual. I, I'm putting you on hold because I don't even know where that's going, and I can't. <laughs> wow, he met a succubus. Oh. Insane. Wait, can he come back? See, I, I I just <laughs> you have questions, right? <laughs> this is like the fourth or fifth time tonight where I was just like, I mean, I didn't hang up on, I didn't hang up on it, so we can't bring it back. But this is like the third or fourth time tonight where what ran through my head was, just, dude, I am too sober for this. All I can think about is da na da na da na. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Dicky, are you still with us? I believe Bonnie had another another question for you, uh, but yeah, yeah. please uh, avoid the, that particular subject. Yeah, we can't really talk about that subject on the. Air, but have you seen them with your physical eyes, or would you say that it was more of a in your mind's eye thing? Well, it depends. It depends on the type of entity, I think, because some things are, are more corporeal, and, and some things are, are, are you know, like it, it really depends on, on what the nature of it is. Like, I, I think some ghosts manifest themselves in physical ways, like they're you know the classic idea of the poltergeist if you see something flying around the room then that i could say that where do they get their eyes where where does a ghost get its mass in order to affect the physical world um well i think that is that's a question that i don't think that the field has the 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 full scope to answer I i mean i have my own personal beliefs but it's i wouldn't say that i know for a fact where that mass are ghosts affected by gravity I would, in my in my opinion, yes. But that's you know. I okay, so they don't fly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with, or I wouldn't judge someone else for thinking otherwise. You know. Well, if, I kind of would they, have they, to because if they're not affected by gravity, I mean, the Earth is constantly moving. If it's, if 
gravity doesn't affect them, then nothing's tethering to the to the Earth, and they're just floating out there in space, left behind. Sure, but but some other experts view ghosts as as, as sort of after images popping in, you know, dimensionally that they're they're not they're not here in a constant sense the way that we are passing through time. They just kind of lapse in at, at any given moment and interact in that little that little slice of time. So they're, they sure. necessarily would not be affected by gravity. But that just raises the issue again. The Earth is constantly moving. I realize that you know we're sitting here. It's hard to forget. I mean, it's easy to forget that, but the Earth is constantly moving at like 20-something thousand miles per hour. Something that's not yeah. attached to the Earth in any way, such as with gravity, is just going to immediately get left in the in, floating out in space. Well, sure. But- so those would be my questions for you. Give me some answers to those. You have my email address. One, are ghosts affected by gravity? Two, how do they get their mass that allows them to interact with other physical objects? Because if they have mass, then they can be definitively studied, quantified, and measured. Does electricity fly away because it's not, or because the Earth is moving? Because well, maybe it's just energy. Electricity is a form of energy. Yeah, maybe it's just energy and not, you know, able to see with your eyes. Inquiring minds want to know. It's been a weird night. I believe you, Dr. Dickey. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> Head on over to freetalklive.com. We've got an archive there going back more than 10 years. It's been Free Talk Live.